Okay. You good? I'm good. I'm dude. I'm solid. I'm so money. <laughs> don't, don't get me red. Or, like I'm kind of wishing maybe I would have brought a gummy down now, but I didn't think I had no intention of fucking falling on my face today. <laughs> I thought you were out cold for a for a hot second. Man. No, I just laid there. I was assessing. I was like, fuck my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my life choices big time. <laughs> I was assessing my fucking life choices. Oh man, you know we're recording. Oh, we are working. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right on. I was like, oh man, I just want to start it. Go ahead. Like 10 minutes ago. Fuck. You um, always get so mad because you say we talk about the best stuff off air. Broken teeth. <laughs> Dude, I was wondering where the biggie went, man. I swear that was not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if this is uh, how this is going, I might have to step back. That was it. not planned at all. Bullshit. Was, dude, I you so planned that. No, dude. I was going you, down my playlist. I was like, oh, yeah, Lucero. This song has broken teeth. Yeah. Search history. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so for everybody listening, Luke ate shit on a ride that we just came off of. Uh, we rode our gravel bikes up to this like gnarly little uh, uh, undisclosed location in the northeast. Um, I heard, and turn around, and you're just like Scorpion. making love to the fucking rocks. <laughs> Trying some yoga poses on the rocks. Yeah, you weren't getting up. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, I'm glad you're all right. Got some bloody bloody teeth and a bloody nose. Mm. But as James said, paying our dues. Got to pay your dues. For real, man. It's part of the fun. For the trail gods. Oops. Oh, we're knocking shit over. It wouldn't be cool if somebody didn't eat shit, you know what I mean? Like somebody's got to eat shit every once in a while for it to be cool. <sighs> yeah. Weed out, the, weed out the other ones, I guess. Yeah. It's like- Mountain biking's not for pussies no. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting way to put it <laughs> gotta dig your teeth into it you know nah, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> so dude there there's this quote that i saw in a movie i can't remember the movie and uh forgive the f word right here but it's like uh how does planet earth taste motherfucker <laughs> i did this into and i was like that is the most awesome line ever <laughs> And I know when I get home, that's exactly probably what my wife will say. Oh. I just planted this motherfucker. <laughs> so anyways, there I got my F-words out of the way for the podcast. Oh, I've got enough for all of us. I try to, I think about that. I'm like, dude, okay, before you get on this one, like, watch your language. I like listen to, I listen to the, oh, I didn't finish it, but I started listening to the one that James and I did two years ago um, around the time of the 12 hour then. And I'm like, F this and F that. And I'm just like listening back to myself. Number one, you sound weird, right? Like when you yeah, listen back. Yeah, yeah. And you're your own worst, own worst critic. But um, yeah, I cuss a lot. I'm a sailor. You definitely sound different, don't you? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't understand that. I, I don't know. I, I can tell it was two years ago. You know what I mean? Like the moment I started to hear my voice, I was like, oh, that's yeah. not me. It's a different version of me. Oh, that's I meant I, like objectively like the voice itself. But that too, like... Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds like a different person. Right. Yeah. You know what was crazy, dude? I, I meant to tell you this earlier when we were writing. I was like, we were talking about listening to that episode over again. And um, uh, I hope you're okay with me sharing this. But when, so we, we recorded that two years ago, right? And then you listen to it like, I don't want, I'm just going to say like six months later or something. Right. And then you're like, dude, I listened to it again all this time later. And you're like, uh, what did you say? Something like, um, man, I was, I was a different person. I was like in such a different place mm-hmm. in life. And so when I was listening to it this morning, and I'm, I had the similar feeling about myself. I was like, whoa, dude, like life was so different two years ago. Right. Especially like, yours, yeah. Dude, yeah, all the shit that I was going through and like just, I mean, it was it was an interesting feeling, and anyway, that that came to mind like what you had, like what you shared with me. I was like, "Wow, that's that's really crazy," and in a good way, 
uh, for me because, uh, man, yeah, two years ago was really hard, really, really hard. But you, um, you had just done the twelve-hour. You knocked out seven laps on a gravel bike. <laughs> uh, it seemed insane at the time. Fast forward two years later, and you knock out nine laps on a single-speed mountain bike this time. Nonetheless, still nine laps, ninety-nine miles. How's it feel? And you win. Um, it feels uh, really. I feel content is the best way to put it truly um i don't feel too high and i don't feel as low like you know life still gives you the highs and the lows right it's like i imagine anybody feels but um the race and that weekend there's this like hum of contentment that that i've had for a while now um and then i, I stray away from it and uh, i know that i'm there more often than not because when i stray away from it is when i'm like i notice that i'm not chill you know and it's not it doesn't last very long thank goodness um and that's how the race was like i wasn't too like oh my god you know like i was like all right like i was really happy with myself for other reasons i never went out to like you know win the race that wasn't the point of it um it was more just like two years ago listening to the that podcast it was like a real similar feeling it was just i wanted to go out there and um just do my best with what I had, you know, and that's just the way I live my life every day. I try to do that. I do a good job of that, I think. Um, but with the race in, in particular, it was like that was what it was about for me. So like the the win and the that was a bonus for sure. Like being on the podium was a very strange feeling because I've never won a race before. I'd never, I don't, I've never really raced that much. I've entered races um, to support the scene or to, you know, uh, just have, have fun. And I've always treated it as like a ride. Um, and this one, it just so happened that I was, I was good enough to, you know, take the win on that day, um, with who was there. So it was, uh, but it was, yeah, it was cool, man. It was really cool. I, I was buzzing. I still am. I was recovering. I still am, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was a crazy fucking crazy weekend. Yeah, that was weird. I don't even know. You talked about some uh, challenges with your ego during the race as we were riding today. You were, you were talking about how like the ego snuck in a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Um, I've always had a hard time with ego. I've had a hard time with like people with big egos. I've uh, tried really hard to crush my own. Um, at times, I've been very egotistical. Um, so just like anything else, I try to keep a healthy balance, you know, like I've been, uh, leading up like, well, I've been doing a lot of work on myself for the past few years. And, uh, lately I've been kind of embracing ego a little bit, or I should say in a way that like a little bit of ego is needed to, to, I think to make progress to like kicking the ass or for me anyway and um i allowed it i think i did a good job of allowing it to to help me out like i used it i think in a healthy way um to to like train um and to to get me out of what otherwise would have probably been a sticky situation come race day okay you know like I feel like I went into it with this mentality of like, like the night before, um, I was sitting around the fire, um, with Lily, actually, uh, we camped out with the kids. We shared a camp, which was really, really nice. And yeah, that was really special. The kids were really stoked to have both of us in the same space. And that was in itself. That was like a really, um, that was huge. Two years ago, we went through the divorce. So right. that was something that, um, I was, I was dealing with, but, uh, and we're in such a great place now, like way better place, or at least I am. And, and I see it in her and we're like, we're able to come together to co-parents really. Yeah. Like, dude, we were at the 12 hour together, you know, and she, she had her thing and I had mine and it was cool, dude. She won. Congrats to her and, and Yoshi. 
they fucking crushed it too um on the co-ed duo um it was just such an just such an epic weekend like every every which way i i sliced it but like the anyway the night before we're we're sitting around our camp there and uh she's asking me about lap times and we're just chatting about racing and stuff and and i'm looking at the fire and i go you know what um i think i could win and i was like uh, as soon as i said that i was like ugh, you know like why why would i even say that like that's ego and uh but and then right away and then i said well not that that matters right and she gave me this look like like come on fucker you know like why you why you i don't know like i uh it made me think like yeah why is that such a bad thing or why is it she didn't say anything it was just a look but it made me feel like um why would i say that and uh i just chewed on that for a while like i didn't like that's that's where it ended right um but yeah i don't know dude like come race day i just had that in the back of my mind um i wanted to go out there and and give it my all and i I really appreciate the opportunity that Mario uh, and the whole crew that's behind him and all the sponsors um, put on in this race. Like this is an opportunity for people to go and disconnect and have a good time and do whatever it is you want to do with it. And in my case, it was it's an opportunity to go out and uh, do something really gnarly. Um, but in the same time, enjoy the community aspect of it it's the 12 hours so cool in that sense it could be whatever you want it to be and for me i wanted to really see what i had i never <clears throat> or very rarely i should say like I don't, I don't remember the last time i've i allowed myself to just say nah this one's about me you know yeah um so much of my life i've been like selfless to a fault and this was like that's kind of what i've been working on it's like now nah, i need to be more selfish for to to be selfless you know like matthew mcconaughey said in his book green lights which is a, an amazing book um to like to be selfish in order to be strong enough like to, you first in order to like be strong for others and so i that's what this was about for me i wanted to go out and like um fucking lay it down dude yeah. It's the analogy of the mask yourself first, you know, on the airplane. Yeah. 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 You know, you got to help yourself out first and then take care of your kids. Um, and there's but, a balance. I mean, you know, yeah. it's not like, oh, no, no way, kid, like whatever. Like there's still like, yeah, I'm still dad, always dad. Yeah. I'm always friends. I'm always Richie, you know. Um, but this race is a, it, it's set up in a way where it's like, oh, dude, you like for me, I can, uh, I feel comfortable in this race in particular to go out and just like let go of a lot of that shit, at least for that day, for those 12 hours. And it's about me right now, you know? Oh yeah. It was cool. It was a really cool. And two years ago when I did on the gravel bike, um, the reason I did on a gravel bike was, was to have my cake and eat it too. I wanted to, uh, make sure that I beat the shit out of myself to the point where I, I was testing myself and my mentals and my and my physical and all that and at the same time i wanted to enjoy the race and i felt like this obligation as a shop owner and as a you know uh community figure or whatever to to be around and be present and so like in a way i did that for uh, others right like and i did i helped people out with bike problems and i you know in between laps and then when i go out on the laps it was like extra brutal because it was the gravel um but i took myself out of the race mm -hmm. you know and so which was zero ego like in that sense but like this time around because i i think you mentioned it luke like la a couple of years ago you were like uh something along the lines of like what if you were on a duel with gears or something and then that kind of got in my head i was like ah. again that's a little ego right it's like what if you know but i you you talk about ego and how you've tried to like suppress it over the last several years and you just really kind of not crush your own ego but try to really push it down you know the thing about when i look at ego and i think everybody has their own real opinion on it but i look at ego as you know yes too much ego being an egomaniac is not good obviously um but having a nice balance ego in turn i think one of the, 
I personally believe that one of the byproducts of ego is confidence. Yeah. You know, and as, as a close friend, friend of you, Richie, sometimes I feel you, you get a little insecure with stuff and, you know, so like today when you're like, you know, I, oh, you know, I let my ego get away a little bit or whatever. No, dude, it's okay to have a little bit of ego because that ego drives your confidence. And dude, one thing, you know, you were talking about the difference of the last two years since the last podcast with James or even the podcast we had before I retired and started my new life, mm-hmm. you know, just the difference of your confidence in the last two years, man, you got to think about what you were going through two years ago, you know, and, and like. Yeah, that's, I've, I've been there. I mean, all three of us have been down that road, you know, the big D we've all been through those and man, you talk about a hit to your confidence. You talk about, you know, like suppressing your ego that that will suppress your ego. You know, when you go through a divorce, it's, I know it suppressed my ego quite a bit. You know, it made me really go introspective a lot and it took me a long time to get my confidence back. And then like James said, (laughs) I have to put my mask on right now. Cause you got a lot of things pulling, you know, I had kid, you, you have kids, you know, and, and James and like, we all, have, you, it's this huge balancing act that you weren't ready for. But in the last two years, I've watched you slowly. I won't say master it, but you know, get command of it to the point where, you know, yeah, you've built your confidence now. And, and I think just in the last two years, your confidence level is right risen. And I think, yeah, riding it hard, you know, riding it on a gravel bike, and it beating the crap out of you and you taking yourself out of it. Yeah. Maybe that's what you needed. And it was what you needed because, you know, you talked about the benefits after it, but now I think the beautiful thing, you know, was how you did it. Cause single speed is no joke. Like you aren't going to catch me go out and ride 12 hours on a single speed. And dude, I go race huge races and you know that, and I will no way I look at single speeds like they're crazy. Um, so I have all the admiration for you, but how you did it, was beautiful and the people you were surrounded by while you did it. And the fact that you had got to share that moment at the campfire that you just shared earlier, that on top of like the Rossons there being there and being your Miyagi and just like talking you through it, you know, the little text message I would send you or, or James, you know, when he would see you on the course and the, and the, just the little things and the people you were surrounded by. And then we revel in your confidence as well, because when you're, when you're at that peak, man, I was just ecstatic, as ecstatic for your win, I think, as you were. Maybe I might have even been more. But you know what's weird? Not shocked. When I looked at the standings and I saw you number one, I was like, no, no doubt. No doubt. And so I know that was a long-winded explanation about ego. But, dude, the progression that you've had over the last two years in who you are. You know, like every one of us has grown in two years. You know, so much has happened in our, in our individual lives over two years and within our friendship over two years and then within racing over two years. And I think <laughs> I was, we were blown away because we talked about it right for our ride, all three of us, that that was your first dub, your first win, dude, their first top step on a podium, which I was blown away because dude, you, you, you ooze some talent, man. You, you've got the body type, you've got the the drive, you know how to suffer, you know how to do the, the all the things that make you a great endurance cyclist. Not make you one, you are one. It's Correct. just the self-realization of it. And that's not an ego thing. Dude. That's not pumping you up or gaslighting you. That's just saying, okay, you realize it now because you've got all these other things getting on the balance, getting command of, of your world. Things have settled down. You know, you got a rhythm and there, you're with the rhythm of the universe now and you're riding that sine wave. And you know what? Now I can bring cycling into it and I can be competitive when I need to and I can let loose and make it about me for 12 hours six hours a hundred miles or 99 miles (laughs) 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 or 99 miles and so I think that's super important to look at you know and and that's my outer view of it because you know sadly I didn't get to race this year because of uh, family issues and uh, it killed me watching you guys race because all I wanted to do was be in the middle of that but it was beautiful to also sit back and watch it from the outside and watch each of your successes and watch you guys mold and, and adapt to a new course on the 12 hour and a new style of riding. And like you said, man, I, I think what it was, I sat there and just listened to how you made it about you for one time for 12 hours. And that's awesome because everybody deserves that one little block of time. And I'm not saying every day, but even every day, give yourself 45 minutes. It's just you. 
Nobody else matters at that 45 minutes. You know, it's meditation for some people. It's yoga for others. It's going for a bike ride for others. Go for a bike ride and turn your phone off. Hard to do when you're a businessman like yourself, but <laughs> it, 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 it really does help. So. I think a lot of times, uh, first I want to say I agree with everything Luke said as far as your confidence and, you know, the man that you've built over the past two years. Um, all the wins that you mentioned over the weekend, the, the relationship you have with the mother of your kids has developed, it's flourished. I'd love to see that. You know I love to see that. That's something that I personally pride myself on. So when I see other people experience a good relationship with the mother of their kids, even after a divorce, well, I know the amount of work it takes. And I also know what it does for the kids. So that might be your biggest win. For sure. Hands Absol- down. Absolutely. Yeah. The that's other- something that I put a, I've put so much work into and I will continue to yeah. until the day I die. Like that's a, such a high priority for me. I love that for you guys and I love that for your kids. Um, also, I think a lot of times we, we tend to confuse. There's a real fine line between ego and self-love. And like Luke said right now, right? Like give yourself the 45 minutes of self-love. It's not selfish. It just isn't, man. Like it's not selfish, especially for somebody like you that's been so selfless your entire life. You know, you, you know, if you go all the way through your childhood to now, you know, from always caring more about your brothers and your sister and caring about your mom and you always cared more for others than you ever have about yourself. The fact that this is your first win, I mean, I knew about it, right? And it, it took me a while to remember, hey, this is Richie's first win. And it is something that you've mentioned in the past. It's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've been close, or, but no, I've never won. And one particular story I remember is you not winning because you stopped to help somebody in a race. But uh, I think it's beautiful, man, that you gave yourself this love, that you allowed yourself to receive your flowers. And you didn't do it in, in a sissy way, like Luke said, man. You went on a single speed. You did one lap less than the winner of the full suspension, full geared. Uh, winner Joshua Stalo, which is a tr- tremendous 12-hour racer so yeah man I'm really happy for you and I'm really proud of you and and this this 15 minutes of fame man you deserve it bro like you really do I'm <laughs> Thanks, super man. proud of you and Hell yeah and uh you know all the hard work that you put towards everything bro you put hard work towards everything you put hard work into the shop you put hard work into your writing into your relationship with the mother of your kids your parenting, man, like my hat's always been off to you as far as that goes. Like just how much time you give to those kids is freaking amazing, you know? Thanks, man. So, man, ego, self-love, call it what you will. You deserve it, man. Appreciate you, you guys, really man. Do. The, ah, oh, man, yeah. The the trip was like, dude, on the ride, um, so my, my mom was there, right? And that, that, was, that was really special too. Um, the Rossins, everyone. I was just so grateful the whole fucking time. Even like leading up to the race, like my van broke down and it would, that was a pain in the ass. And like, I'm over here at jujitsu across town with my son in a borrowed vehicle. Thanks Theron. Love you, man. <laughs> like, and then Mike calls me and he's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm across town jujitsu. Well, I'm on your way to the, I'm on my way to the shop. I'm like, well, I'm not there. Ah, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna look at the van. I'm like, what? Like, like people just, I'll, it's, it's, it's weird, man. Um, and, but Mike told me, he goes, well, it's cause you love so many people, dude. Mm-hmm. And so many people love you. And like, and 100%. I get it. Right. And, and, and I know, but it's just so it's kind of like overwhelming, you know? And so on the ride, you know, no music, no computers. I didn't, I put my phone away. I had it for emergencies, but I took my watch off. I, uh, and I just rode. I just listened to my body and myself. Um, and, uh, and every time I came into the pits, you know, Mike and Priscilla and, and my mom were there every lap. And I was there for just a few minutes, right? But, uh, but they were there with whatever the fuck I needed. They were there before. They've always been there. They're always going to be there, you know, or like um, if they can't, you know what I mean? If they're around, it's like so many people. There's, it was, it was overwhelming. Like two years ago when I was on the gravel, um, it was a different, there's different things going through my mind. Uh, sure. There was, there were moments of gratitude and there were moments of clarity uh, there, but there were a lot of moments of like fear and frustration and, you know, uh, sadness, anger, a bunch of things. And that's it. Like 
it showed me where I was. It, I, you know, I checked in with myself. And then on, on this time around, um, the vast majority of the ride was just filled with thoughts of, of gratitude, bro. It was, it was crazy. And I thought, okay, I'm going to crack. I'm going to crack. I'm going to crack. And I'd never ridden that, that far on any type of bike ever. <laughs> um, especially not at like race pace or what call it what you will, you know, race pace, it's 12 hours, but, uh, it just, and I thought for sure, you know, like I'm going to crack. Um, and there were moments like lap four, midway through five where it's really hot. There's no breeze. Um, where it was like, is this like my body was like, Hey fucker, you know, like, <laughs> like uh, we don't want to be doing this, you know? And, and I had, and I just told myself, I used to trust, I, I'm talking out loud at this point. I'm like, trust yourself. I trust my soul. I trust God. I trust, I have trust, you know, that, that everything's going to be okay. And then it was like, but what if it's not okay? And what if something happens? And then I said, and that's okay. And I came into, I remember coming in between lap four and five, and I must've looked like shit because my mom was like, yo, dude, like, I, I, she was scared. She was scared. And then um, it was really hard at that point. But then I told her calmly and confidently, uh, mom, trust me. She's like, but what happened? You know, and she was telling, asking me the same questions that I asked myself that my mind was fucking with me, you know, like 30 minutes ago. And it's like, but what if something happens or whatever? And I'm like, mom, we're all going to die someday. And it's okay. Oh, shit. You were prepared to die, bro. It was Whoa, weird. You're, <laughs> it was you weird. You just took that to a you're, weird, dark place, I'm, bro. I'm prepared to die. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Wow. the 12-hour course, bro. That's no, because, like, I mean, I had, a, I had a wreck back in March. You know, I was, I was working here in the shop. Uh, I hadn't ridden. I was getting antsy. So um, I took a break, and I drove out to Monk's, and I was going to do, like, a little 45-minute loop and then just come back and do some work late. And uh, so I went out there no lights i've ridden monks a million fucking times dude and like i know that trail like the back of my hand went up and over the bars landed on my head broke my wrist concussion just mangled myself um worst worst bike wreck i've ever had for sure went to uh went to the er and i'm sitting there and i'm contemplating whether or not like just a bunch of shit's going through my head you know um and it was my mom that goes in in there and tells me Cause I'm thinking about like, Oh, maybe I should never jump my bike again. Or I should never, mm. uh, I need to change the way I, I am, you know, in this way. And she's like, listen to yourself, dude. Are you serious? Like, you think that's going to prevent you from coming back to the yeah. ER? Like something's going to fuck you up eventually. Mm. Life's going to dish it out no matter what. Yeah. She's like, it's what you do between now and the next time you're here to better prepare yourself for dealing with it. And I was like, Whoa, you know? So I'm basically just dishing back what she dished out to me then, you know, at the nice. race. Yeah. When I come, I'm like, it's going to be all right. Like, I'm good. And I and all the work that I've done, like, and continue to do, that was that was another big win for me because um, I, when I checked in with myself during that race or that ride, uh, I'm just, I was really grateful for, for, for what, who I am and who I was at that time and who I am now. And that's somebody who's way more confident, someone who's um, just filled with gratitude and love and is uh, stronger than he thought. And cause I didn't, I really didn't think I had that much in me. I was really, I surprised myself to be honest. I thought maybe, I thought for sure seven, maybe eight if I was fast enough. And that was like a real big, maybe uh, I thought no way in heck would I get nine. And uh, when I came in on my eighth and they're like, oh, you got two hours left. I was like, dude, I could chill for 45 minutes, which by the way, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but this is important. Um, I came in on my eighth. I hadn't seen my daughter all day long since before. Like I gave her a kiss before uh, the gun went off and then I, and then I didn't see her. So I came in on my eighth lap, went to the tent. And she just, she, she was in the banana suit and she comes up to me and buries her little face in my stomach and just starts crying. And she wrapped her arms around me and tight and she just crying and crying. And I looked at my mom. She's like, I don't know. She was fine, dude. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. And everyone's, everyone's trying to like, oh, fix it, you know. Maybe it's this. Oh, why don't we do this to make you feel better? I said, hey, guys, just, but what about the Ray? I said, no, nah, that's cool. Like, just back up. I'm going to be dad. Um, I appreciate it, but just mm-hmm. let her, we're good, you know. And I and I was prepared to sit there as long as she needed. Um, I even thought to myself, like, if she's going to cry for the next two hours, like, so be it. You know, this is where I'm at. This is where I need to be. Uh, and she, <clears throat> I asked, finally, she comes up for air. And, she, and I'm like, what's up, babe? And she goes, I was just really scared about what? And she goes, um, I was scared because you weren't here. And I guess her mom was out on the lap. So she's like, and mom was gone. And I don't know where Zemi's at, her brother. And uh, and there's all these people and it's dark. And I, I was just scared. And um, she starts crying again and puts her face in my belly. And I look at my mom. She's like, dude, she was fine. And I was like, wow, okay. And I realized, oh, she was holding on until she felt safe to let go. Mm-hmm. And that was really beautiful because I was like, okay, I've been working on being the safe person. I want to be safe around. I want people to feel safe around me to, to let go and relax and be okay and be, you know, themselves. And my daughter feels that around me. I was like, oh, bro, that's everything. Um, 15 minutes goes by. She's all right. She's back at it. All right, Dad, I'm gonna go find some marshmallows. <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's go. Let's go roast some marshmallows, Grandma. And she's like, she's like, all right, I love you, Dad. And I was like, hey, you know, your love gives me superpower. She's like, I know. And she takes off. I check back in with myself. I'm like, all right, put my race or whatever shit hat back on, you know. And uh, and I went out, and that lap, that last ninth lap, was. I was thinking about um, about that moment. I was thinking about, I was just, again, grateful in that particular moment because all the, all the work that I've done, all the help that I've received, everything, all the decisions that were made led up to like those eight laps being fast enough or whatever, like me being able to have the time to be strong enough to be there, to be the person she needed when she needed, you know what I mean? Um, And that's to me like the ultimate, that's it. Like that's the goal for me is to be ready whenever, and you never know where it's coming. It could be your daughter needs a shoulder to cry on or tell me to, you know, put her face in. Or it could be some sort of emergency, whatever the hell uh, life throws at you. But, like, it's like, man, I'm so grateful that I was, like, strong enough in the person that she needed when she needed. And that's what I was filled with on that ninth lap. Like, wow. And then just it, it made me go into this trip. Like, the whole ride I've been thinking about shit like this. And then it really concentrated on the ninth one and thinking about Mike and the dude's been – dude mike is is such a special person to me he's uh really for the he's been so much like a father in so many ways uh mentor friend coach boss fucking you name it the guy has just been there for me time and time and time again like so so many people but in this particular case literally at my pits the dude was wiping my fucking snot off my face like i would come in and he had like a wet paper towel ready like just the grapes and the fanning kind of treatment dude it was weird like priscilla had these magical tuna sandwiches that were my the secret to my success i want to say (laughs) the fuel man you know like my mom kissing me every lap just like um it was so it was just a really beautiful thing but that dude that dude can't thank him enough for everything that he's done for me and continues to do for me. Um, and I, I was coming in on, on the final lap, uh, through, through Madre, like you go through Sorroyo right before you pop out and then go through the ponding area. And then there's like this, like cold, you know, like when you're in the Arroyo, there's like a little bit of temperature change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt good. And when that happened, like 
I just, I got teary eyed, dude. I was like, shit, I'm doing it. And I realized at that point, like how close I was, but then I smacked myself back and I was like, <laughs> you gotta go home though, dude. You gotta get back. You could still eat shit. You mm -hmm. could still like, you're not there yet. Just the fat lady has to sing, you know what I'm saying? And so, but it was, uh, going through goons loop and I could see camp and then it hit me again. I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I was like, I know this motherfucker's going to be there at the finish line, mm. you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like just get there, dude, just get there. And finally come around on the road. And I was just like, Oh, I don't even know, man. I was just overcome with, uh, release. Um, kind of like my daughter, like finally I felt safe enough, I guess to like the, the, battle was over um the experience was i don't know like i was on the other end other end of it and when i crossed the finish line i just walked like hugged him hugged my mom and uh i don't i didn't know why at the time but i knew i was gonna just start like gushing crying and i walked into the desert in the dark desert by myself they're like where the fuck is richie going <laughs> i just like got off my bike i was like i'm i'm just i gotta go over here right now I gotta go try it out. and i just like by myself and i was just like fuck what is going on right now dude like buckets i i'm you gonna tell weird. you something man that i i've i experienced that i almost now on the regular experience that on any super hard really more on races than out just out riding my bike for 70 80 miles but like in a race um especially like this last year with what i've done and shit even as recent as the chupacabras um, you know, I did that race is not, I, that was nowhere on my calendar this year, nowhere on my calendar at all. And there was a spot when I made it back to the levee and it was a hellish head when coming back, but I did, you know, and, and I have had the same exact experience and I can't explain why. And I don't know if it's because I think it's self, self pride, you know, pride in yourself to, for me, at least, I think that's the only reason I can kind of attribute it is why do I cry? Cause I'm proud of doing something that I wasn't planning on doing. I did it. I did it pretty good. You know, that's, that's awesome, man. dude. You won. And I mean, and to, to make it through that, you know, especially with, you know, your, the last lap and your daughter and the emotions of that and her. And like you said, you know, that, that balance, because I think the beauty of it is the balance, you know, that you, you gave yourself that first eight laps, right? But you did it in a way that the universe and whether you were trying to or not, whether you knew it or not, you had that cushion where she'd come in and you can let her be her and do her thing and feel safe, like you said, which I man, by the way, talking about crying, I'm over here like <laughs> um about it got a tear over what you're saying. But that, you know, like there's so many pride points that you can have throughout your adventure this year in the twelve hours. So yeah, I totally get why you got off the bike and walked out in the desert and just let it out because man, I've been like embarrassed. I know that I cried twice during Leadville, <laughs> you know, like twice <laughs> and once was halfway out. And then once was after I made it over the last climb because I knew I was home. But again, like you said, you got to smack yourself in the face and say, Hey, there's a lot of desert or there's a lot of road and tricky spots between here and the finish line. I'm not there yet. Um, and that's the beauty, I think, of like hard endurance stuff. I used to get the same thing occasionally in some marathons when I was running a lot. And, you know, some call it the runner's high or, you know, it's that endorphin rush or whatever. But, dude, I think 12 hours, 12 hours is a long time to do anything, you know. And you see a lot of triathletes go through that same thing because, you know, most of their efforts are like that 12 hour. And I think when you get into that 9 to 12 hour block, it's really, especially because it's dark out too, you know, a lot of these things. I think it kind of kind of opens up that emotion, opens up your heart a little bit. It's also not just 12 hours, no, right? Like, I was about yeah. to say the same thing. Yeah, the preparation yeah. it takes to do something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I experienced the same thing during my 12-hour last year, right? When, um, you know, last lap type of situation, oh, yeah, you're yeah. like, I did it. You kind of start, you know, I remember reflecting on the work that it took to get there, to, you know. True. Also to reflect back when... I couldn't do that, right? Like reflective. Another, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah like, dude. man, like you think back, like, oh, man, two years, I could never do this. I couldn't even imagine doing this, right? Um, you set out these goals for yourself, and uh, goals take work, man. Like, you know, I, I, I um, that's one thing that I love about cycling, and I also hate about cycling, is how much work it takes <laughs> to be decent at it, you know? 
but yeah, like when you're, yeah, you know, you're 12 hours into it and, and, and you become, you know, emotional or your you, you, emotion just overtakes you. It's not just the 12 hours. It's, it's all of the work that you put in to get there. Everything you had to deal with, you know, sometimes you get sick, sometimes yeah. you have injury, sometimes family members get sick. So there's so much that goes on before these races and all we get to see is the race and people see you win it and they're just like badass man like that's so cool what an effort like what a badass what a badass but man like i think the part that we all forget is the amount of work the amount of dedication and, and the times all the times you had to talk yourself into writing when you weren't, you weren't really up for it but you said hey i've got i, I got to make sure that i don't put myself in a sticky situation at the 12 hour you know that's not that's not where i want to die <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> yeah and yeah. so it's, well, I could I could see it a lot of worse places. Yeah, I'm not saying well, I want true. to, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. But that's not where you, you know that's not <laughs> where joking. that's not where you want. That's not where you want to regret right. the amount of training you didn't do, right? That's not where you want to regret it. There's and definitely so, a lot baked into that ride. There is, yeah, right? Like is. a lot more than people know, and and things that, and and I'm not like oh me 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 like I'm I just realize we all like. Everyone has a story, dude. Everyone has a life. Everyone has adversity. Everybody has their their good moments and not so good moments and all this, you know. And um, I was just filled with gratitude for the blessing that is this life that I was born into. And I'm trying to do my best to, to honor it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I constantly, I'm passing, you know, on a ride. I'm, I'm, I see somebody in a wheelchair. I am see, you know, some of the refugees or whatever that whatever the fucking case may be, you know, like I'm driving and someone's, I just see other people. I'm like, man, that, that's me. You know, that's also me. Yeah. Uh, we all, yeah, dude. And I wouldn't trade anything for the world, man. Like I'm so, ah, uh, what a, what a different place to be here now. Um, and you know, this too shall pass, right? Like it always and, sure. and that's okay, but but man, I'm really uh, just really stoked. I feel like I've um, and I was telling you this earlier. Like everything led up to this. I had to pull everything out of my ass on this ride, dude. Like there, there's like Damien Calvert said something fucking twenty years ago. You know, yeah. it wasn't probably even to me. He's probably talking to Mike or something about <laughs> some race and how some tactic that he used. And I found myself in that in a similar situation early on in the race, and I was like, "Oh, I got something for this," and I applied it, and it, it worked. I think it worked. What was it? And so, in this particular case, yeah, I'm anxious to. I'm glad yeah, you asked well, that. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was like, like, going to tell us. So, what, nah. what, what, what little nugget of wisdom did Damon <laughs> no, give you? It's that, funny because he was he was talking about this race where he was like. Uh, he was like he that he would like to warm up even though i didn't but he would like to like warm up and then just smash it full gas and and whatever it took and he would damn near kill himself getting so far try to get so far ahead where like i guess psychologically fucked with uh the opponents and he would um uh get far ahead and then like break down out of sight yeah. <laughs> you know and like throw up or like do whatever the hell he had to do and then kind of put in cruise control but they wouldn't see that. And uh, his thought was that um, all they got to see was him smashing and being like, oh, this guy's fucking gone. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, just, no chance. Yeah, and then, that would, yeah, and then yeah. just let him go. Exactly, right? Um, and so I don't know if Efrain's listening to this. Uh. But <laughs> lap two. <laughs> I think it was lap two. Uh, I think you just put Efrain on the first place for next year, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think he might win it now. He was on my wheel, dude. He was on my wheel, and I and he was pushing a harder gear, and he's like making jokes and shit. And I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like I don't just feel... chirping you back there. I don't oh, like it. Like that's my I was like, tactic. you want to? I, I know. I was like, dude, you want to pass? You want to pass? And he was like, no, nah, no dude, no. now you're good. You're good. And I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I hate this feeling. And he was like on my wheel and we're passing people. And then like, there's a line going up big breath of the big climb before you get to the top of uh, the entrance of Mad Cow, upper Mad Cow. Blue moon. Uh, yeah. It's on blue moon. Yeah. And, um, and 
then we so we get up that thing and he had mentioned something about like oh dude like we can't get stuck and he's sounding like he's he's in conversation you know what i mean i'm like god this guy's he's strong dude and he's i know he's pushing this hard of gear so he's gonna cover more ground than me fingers in the nose <laughs> and i'm like so then i said and and that's when damien popped into my head <laughs> oh, you so it, Mav Cow? so no there we went and we entered uh Second lap, we entered the climb going into antlers. Yeah. You know? And there, I know there was already a little space between us because of some traffic that we encountered. Um, but I knew he could see me, and he was close enough. And, or at least this is what I was thinking. Because um, I don't know if this is true or not, but, or if it even worked, but whatever. This was in my brain. And so I just motored up uh, antlers, and I was making it a point to look composed and solid yeah. even though i was like dying inside poker dude. face <laughs> yeah and i and i at the top like when i was out of sight and like there was like this turn and you could, i didn't want to look back you know i didn't want to get like i just wanted like for whatever reason just like keep my face forward or whatever i know it's stupid but total race mode and then um there was this like hairpin so where i could kind of at the corner of my eye see if he was there or not he wasn't and that's when like i just went and lost my shit <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like seeing stars dude oh, and i yeah. thought i was gonna pass out i was like son of a bitch like that was like everything i had and i was just trying to recover dude just trying so hard to recover and i was like all right just the next climb like i know there's like a little ways into antlers um you know there's like that other yeah kind of sustained climb that kind of zaps you i was like just get there okay and they recover and then there, fucking smash that one too like just dedicate this lap to every climb, just fucking giving it everything, and hopefully it works and it sticks. And I was kind of afraid because I was like, I don't know, if that's this is the smartest thing to do. We have twelve hours. This <laughs> is lap know. two, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, no. Yeah, this is this goes against any plan. <laughs> yeah, I would never you. try that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, is, I know, dude. But but you know, like it, it didn't. Worked. It didn't not work. Well, let's ask Efrain. <laughs> well, <laughs> by the way, man. Love Efrain, bro. Love that yeah, guy to death. He sent me a beautiful text the next morning, and I just, uh, just like so many other people did, honestly, I woke up to like 35 text messages. It was really cool. And he, yeah, he was, uh, it was a really heartfelt thing. It was, um, he's always been super humble, and I just, I much respect to the guy. He's a beast. He's done Danger Bird, and like, fuck. He like, just loves writing, man. And, and, that you can just tell yeah. authentically yeah. loves yeah. riding totally. bikes yeah. when, when he called paul hansen paul and i were driving uh somewhere and and he calls him up and paul's in the passenger seat and he was like it's Efrain," and he says take it easy he's gonna ride the he's gonna ride the the single speed category and i was like i was fucking with him but i was like no mercy bring it on bitch oh, <laughs> yeah. but like in all, all in fun you know because we're cool like that and but it was like it was just so fun, man. You know, it was so fun. That part of it, you know, that that's another part of it. And you could have fun with that. And it, and at the end of the day, we're all homies. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like, anyway, point of that was all those little nuggets. Like GCN, Global Cycling Network, put out this thing a while back. This was years ago about these little, like, uh, uh, rice cakes mm -hmm. that yeah. the pro tour guys write. And I didn't know. It's like sushi rice and creamed coconut, coconut oil uh sugar that's pretty much it and apparently like these things your body digests them or uh they're really easy to digest and they create like no poop uh, virtually no poop <laughs> so you could just keep <laughs> the eating perfect them. fuel yeah and and it's got the mcts and the coconut so yeah. it's like long burning and then you've got the quick sugar hit for you know with the rice and the sugar and it's like and i tested them out you know i, I see how my body reacted so it was a prep too but it was like all I, I threw everything I had at this thing, dude. I really wanted to, my goal was to just give it everything I had. I tested out my bike. I tested out, I, I did lap times with different gearings, different setups. I, I was out there at night um, alone in the cold because I <laughs> wanted to know how that felt like alone in the cold, you know, on, and like all of it, man. Like I wanted, I just wanted to show up I was like, okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, like you said, like I wanted to, like anything else that I try to do, I I, I love giving every, something my like everything. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this race. I'm gonna honor it by doing 
my best, still balancing life and everything else I've got, you know, um, and not sacrificing that as a priority, obviously, you know, my kids and, and work and whatever, but really, uh, yeah, just giving it my, my best and see, and, and I was, it was cool, dude. It was cool. Cause when I expected to crack, I fucking didn't crack it. I, there was these moments that I wanted to, but I, the mental management part of it. And that said it being November, right. Mental mm -hmm. health, men's mental health month. Um, which just sparked the, the, the want to do this, this podcast. Uh, yeah. The preparation and the work, um, just, yeah, dude, there was just so much that was baked into the support. I can't say enough about the support that everyone's given me. And thank you, Mike, my mom, you guys, like Lily, everybody who has just ever been there for me. Uh, truly, man, like I'm just at a loss for words when it comes to that shit. Like, just thank you so much. Pretty happy. <laughs> well, like Mike said, man, you love a lot of people and it's starting to come back to you and, and I'm happy to see that for you. So, so yeah. James keeps saying, you know, come get your flowers and things like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you want to look at the long game analogy, dude, you've been working and cultivating this garden and this, That's you know, right. this, this garden of, of love and friendship and respect for so many people for so long though, Richie, the flowers are blooming, bro. And you're, you're coming and getting your flowers now, you know, and, and it's okay to pick a few flowers out of that garden. You know, garden's beautiful to look at, but it's also nice to have a few of those flowers on your mantle and to take a look at them inside your house and, and smell them and, yeah. and, and reap that, you know, and to get real kind of, I guess, an analogy for it, you know, is, totally. is, to, is to think about it that way. So I love the, I love your flowers thing. You know, we talk about it for trophies, you know, and get <laughs> sure, your respect sure. yeah, yeah. and your Deserve props your or whatever, but you know, you, you have, of like you of all people that I know, dude, you deserve those flowers and, yeah. and because Thanks, bro, you have, you've worked that garden, even when you're not at your best, you continue to work that garden. So I think, you know, if there's, if there's one thing about, you know, this world needs a lot of positivity really does it's the world we live in right now. And, and I think that you have shown that kind of grace, you know, like I look at it a different way. There's few people in the world that in my life that I've grown up around and been around and had the privilege of being around that are graceful. You know, when was my grandmother, God rest her soul. And, you know, um, in your, you've always been graceful, which is crazy. Like, you know, like you look at Richie and you go, oh, he's not graceful. No, 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 had my moments, no, man. dude, but, but you, <laughs> look, sure. we all do. And even my I'm grandmother, proud of you me. know, my grandmother, you know, she, she'd come after my dad with a crutch and stuff. Cause she raised like six <laughs> kids on one leg and for real, she did, you know, but what I'm trying to say is even in your toughest times, man, like if I were calling you for <laughs> silly shit, like a bike part or whatever, just to hit, hit you up, say, Hey, what's up immediately. You were so graceful about it, you know, and that was like when you called me about this, you say, hey, man, what are you doing on Friday? Nothing. Like, I guess, you know, Veterans Day, whatever, you know, we'll see. And uh, you want to come down? I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever you need. I'm coming now. Okay, well, that's the that's flowers, dude. Those are those are flowers. Those That's part of that garden. You know, and we've cultivated that friendship and that brotherhood over so many years together, you know, and, and like you and James have cultivated that for so long. And, you know, it's nice when you have your perennials, we'll call them, you know, the, the flowers that come back every year. There you go. Yeah. You know, and, and so your perennials and that's the Mike Rossens of the world, the, you know, the James Garcia's of the world, hopefully the Luke Cupper's of the world, you know, and, and I look at it like the Richie's of the world, you know, the James's of the world, the, the people that I can, the, you know, they're my perennial flowers. I know I don't have to do a lot of work in the garden. I just keep the weeds out, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I know that that flower is going to be beautiful every year. And it's going to be there for me to pick. It's going to be there if I need it for my house, you know? And so I got really into this flower there's, thing. There's so much to it. There really is. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, you, there's, you really could. I mean, I mean and you they look, go dormant. They come back, you know. Yeah, they but, seed themselves. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a cool analogy yeah. for sure. So, so you, you know, you look at that. And with that, you can look at all types of flowers, you know. They can, and every flower is unique and beautiful. 
It's like that uh, that rad dog shirt, the one that Theron made, that design with the the dog holding the flowers. Remember? Yeah. Oh, oh the yeah. 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 Like yeah, yeah. That's a that's yeah. a really good. Wow. Man. We're rocking flowers on this one too. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah, we were rocking that rad dog jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. We were out there matchy matchy today. Yeah, we were cool. all team rad dog today. <laughs> it was got, awesome. Got some pics. We'll have to throw up for that. But another another thing that came to mind when you're listening to you say that. Thank you, by the way, man. Like, yeah. Um, forgiveness. Cause you know, I like it's, it's impossible, impossible to be like here. Like I said, this too shall pass. Right. Cause you yeah. know, there's more lows coming sure. and it's not like I'm trying to manifest them. It's just the reality of life. Right. And there's more highs coming too. there. We, that's life. That's life. Um, but for being able to forgive myself, that, that was a huge part of it too. I realized when I was meditating on that ride that, uh, cause it truly was a big meditation. Um, is that, uh, forgiveness for when you're not at your best and be like, you know, you're human. Like it sucks, right. To, to fuck up. Yeah. Uh, especially to, to hurt someone you love, um, in any way, be it, I'll be like an intentional, or, you know, whatever, you're stressed, uh, you know, we have, like, snapping at the kids or or being just whatever the case may be, just being an asshole, right? Yeah. Um, and, but, like, being able to, to, I wouldn't say be okay with it, but to forgive and learn from it, try to be better, you know, like, truly. Like don't kill yourself over it either. We're all human, right? And like to forgive those have 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 hurt you too. Absolutely. You know? Um, and that's where that was a huge part of it. And it's a necessary part of it of of all this is is to be able to forgive and to let go. Um and to learn and to move on and just to continue to accept the gifts that are, that come our way. Because if we hold on to that resentment and anger and whatever, it, we miss out on so much, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, and I really, uh, I, I know, I know now, like without a fucking doubt, because all the bullshit fades when you're on a, a ride like this, or you do something like this, some sort of like crazy experience. Like for me, everything just kind of like, sheds and you get to the core of what's really going on and where you're really at and man yeah like i'm I'm full of just like gratitude and love and forgiveness and it's uh I, I just i wish i'm so thankful to everybody and i wish this for everyone in the world dude because um it's a really beautiful feeling and i'm just uh i just want to share share it as much as i could with Absolutely. everyone like if if this could get somebody stoked and and know that that Man, being where I was, dude, uh, in, in as dark a place as I've ever been, as hurt as I've ever been, as weak as I've ever been, and then to be here uh, humming with contentment and clarity and uh, healed from a lot of things, you know, and still working and, and you know, all these things, um, fucking everybody can do it. I really truly believe that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, with consistency and 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 support and therapy and or or you know see a doctor, meds, whatever the whatever. Like, there's help out there. There's people that you know whether like it's family or friends or uh, you know because I know like a lot of people don't have as much like self motivation or whatever it takes within themselves, and they need more help than others, right? Um, every, everyone's situation is different. Um, but I really believe that. I really believe that like if anyone's out there struggling with stuff, cause everyone is right. Life is life. Well, yeah, it happens. I you mean, know it's what I mean? A, that there's, um, there's a documentary or on, um, Netflix, uh, Jonah Hill is his name. The actor Jonah yeah. Hill, the, yeah. his, uh, it was supposed to be a documentary about his therapist. And I watched this, I don't know, whenever it came out, maybe a year, year and a half. You mentioned it to me. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I should. And one of the most beautiful things that, or I mean, the main lesson is, right, that there's like three aspects of reality. You know, one of those is uncertainty, mm -hmm. right? We, we have no idea what's coming to us tomorrow. 
a year from now, five years from now. You know, we, we just don't. And if we can accept that that's the truth, then we don't have to worry about that. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's something that you've experienced in your race. Right. Like what ifs, all these what ifs, what if, right? Like what if oh, yeah. we'll, we'll deal, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right. Um, the, the, another aspect of reality for him is constant hard work. Right. You talk about maybe some of us aren't that motivated, you know, and, and some of us struggle with these things. Well, the, the truth is that whether we struggle with it or not, if we want a better life, there's always going to be work to do mm -hmm. always even when we think we're at the very very tippity top like right now right like we, you, you feel good you, you you know you you want to race you you look back two years from now to where you are now everything's feel, feels real good well you got to keep that ball rolling this ball's not going to keep rolling on its own yep. you know you got to keep that going however that whatever that looks like if it, if it involves writing or if it involves listening to more podcasts reading more books whatever that looks like you know that's an aspect of reality like you're always going to have to work a little bit harder. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And, and the, um, the third aspect of reality is escaping me right now. What is it? Uncertainty, constant hard work. And I'm, oh, pain. You're always going to experience pain in life, right? Yeah. Like that, have that for certain, you know, Luke experienced physical pain today, <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming. <laughs> You're a fucking champ, dude. We're even <laughs> sitting here right now through this, and then, like, and then, and then bleeding he, from your fucking face. And then, and then as we climbed up Alabama, <laughs> as, we uh, as we climb up Alabama, he makes sure that we go through it as well, right? I know. <laughs> and then he lays down this effort, this fucking attack. Oh, my God. I was like, going to vomit at the top. He said, we're all going to hurt. Uh, James is like, Luke's mad. <laughs> I know. It's like, that was a Tom Brady interception. Yeah, it was, bro. He just, so yeah, I, could, I could just said, all right, well. You know, bite down and, and let's pedal. But to be fair, James, when we started, when we got on Alabama, he got into the drops and he started riding down the hill fast, which everybody likes to go down yeah. hill fast. I mean, yeah. we all do, right? Yes. And at first I was going to run after him. And I was like, oh, I'm going to save for a minute. And then he kept going and I was like, all right, well, I guess it's time to harness some of the adrenaline that I've been rock, got rocking around my body for the last five minutes. <laughs> let's see, let's see how this goes. And then it was just, I don't know. It was really weird. Cause I, I felt, I could feel every, I could feel every flexion of my ankle. I could feel everything. I mean, and not in a bad way. It was just weird. I've, I felt super fluid all of a sudden, like the power I was putting down was consistent through the pedal stroke. And I know we're nerding a little bit, but it was, it, and it just wouldn't stop. I got out of the saddle for just a quick effort just to kind of change something. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to get back down in here. I'm going to drop a gear and just run my cadence up to like 105. And that's what I just did all the way to the top. And they're like, Jesus. <laughs> I kept, and then I was I like, felt it, man. I, Rich, Richie was right there. I'm like, well, I guess Richie's not hurting too bad. So I'm just going to keep no. going until we got over the top. Bullshit. <laughs> it took everything. I had to hang on, dude. I was like, I was like oh, I, did. I said, well, I told the guys, thank you. I said, thank you for saying nice things about me after I planted my face on the earth today. Yeah. But We passed, like you took off and I was like, oh God. And then, and then as we're passing James, I look over to him. Like, I was like, Oh shit! I, I just was like, uh, I don't dude, know what's happening. Don't know how, bro. Yeah, bro. I, I had to, I had to stand up, man. Like you, you guys just zoomed right by me. I said, oh shit, here we go. Next gear. Yeah, I think I, I looked like, down. Sorry, James. It, it ain't me. Yeah, it wasn't like, me, bro. Yeah, here we go. Well, we had <laughs> talked about it when we started the ride that we were. Oh, yeah, this fun. is just a little forty-five minute. We were going to go up to the swing, and Richie was going to show us the swing, and we were going to, you know, just cruise and and just chat and kind of pre-podcast sort of thing, and. Loosen up, get the jitters yeah, out. Yeah, loosen up, get James in the right team kit, and um, true, and I then up like a soccer. So, so you know what we were talk joking about? Oh yeah, we'll come back. We'll be hacking from breathing so hard and like just being anaerobic for forty five minutes. And oh, there was no joke. I knew I was like, "There's Luke right next to me, and there's fucking James right next to him," and we're all like, "Oh boy, this is gonna be." He goes, I just realized, <laughs> Richie's like, I just realized who I'm riding with. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know what? We we did well. We held it off to the last fun. 10 minutes of the ride. Yeah, and, you're right. It was, it was chill. We dropped the hammer, then played Frogger coming back, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about the swing spot? Pretty cool, huh? Dope. Very dope. Yeah. It was very awesome. Uh, great, great picture. Cool geocache so, spot. Yeah, that place is so New trail fun, possibly coming soon, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Trail ferries. We'll, we'll see. see. I'll, yeah. I'll uh, put it in the wish list and see if uh, 
they uh, bless yeah. the Northeast with yeah. some. Uh, talk to Santa. Yeah, we'll see. I'll talk to Santa, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Dudes. I, awesome. Dude, I. Wonderful I, day. I can. If I could start every day like this, even with a face plan, I'd be pretty stoked. Ooh. Well, we face plan it from time to time. Yeah, it's do. okay, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a matter of getting back up. That was like, like that ride was like a metaphor for like this whole fucking conversation <laughs> or like a, like a, an example in a ride, right? Next time I want James to have the metaphor. It doesn't have to be 12 me. hours, dude. <laughs> Maybe James can pay his dues next time. Yeah, James' <laughs> turn. James' I turn. I got you, bro. I got you. I pay my dues very frequently, man. Don't worry about it. You guys are funny, man. If there's anybody that usually falls on a bike, it's me, man. Oh, so wow. I'm surprised it wasn't me today. Let's put that no, nah, but we got some we got some hiking in our future. Yeah, hiking. Love it. That's to be continued. For sure. Guys, uh, thank you guys for making the time to be here. Truly. Yeah. It's always just nice to be around you dudes and go for a ride. That was a treat. Sit here and shoot the shit and uh, talk about all the wonderful things we talked about. Um, everybody for listening, thank you as always. For your time and support in the shop and everything we do around here i mean we're all in this together and yeah i hope everyone has a great day and if not there's there's a great day ahead i promise you more than one for sure all right ping pong pizza party otro hasta la próxima <laughs> <laughs>